face of overwhelming gods, I'm left with only one option. I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. That's right, people, and welcome back to Films of Amigos. Coming up, Sam, Big Dan, the visually spectacular Francis Lee, and myself talk our top five films set in space. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 28 of Films of Amigos. We're back this week with a top five films because we couldn't decide what to watch in the meantime. But this time no, it's, ban- it's, a, it's a great no. topic, though. It, it is that age-old classic debate. <laughs> top five films set in space and or alien planet and or spaceship. Top five in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. We could have just called it top five sci-fi, but we wanted to make it just that bit more difficult to pick. Mm, interesting. Oh, easy to pick. Yeah. Sci- sci-fi opens up the the gates a bit more. It does. It includes Men in Black. We've heavily debated <laughs> this off off, <laughs> off, uh, off podcast, but you know everybody knows that Men in Black is the ultimate sci-fi film. Galaxy Defenders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going we're going round number five for everybody yeah that's it let's hear everybody's number fives dan let's start with you uh okay <laughs> i mean it'd be <laughs> great if you had a shuffling top five <laughs> film <laughs> he's, he's still shuffling around uh should that one sit at number five let's, and you wanna... put, let's put apollo 13 at number five Ooh, okay. classic why did you pick Apollo 13, Dan? You you have to then tell the uh, audience we, why you picked I it. A, I thought we were doing a, a go-round, see if there's any any clashes. Well, has anybody else got Apollo 13 in their list? No. I do it's not. A, it's, it's an honourable mention. It's basically number one honourable mention, but, yeah. but not on my list. I don't even consider Everyone's it. Number six. Everyone's number six. <laughs> It's so good why it didn't have enough aliens in it? I picked it. It's it's Tom Hanks basically, isn't it? It's Tom Hanks, mid nineties, action disaster, real life. Um, I've not watched it for a long time, but it's it's one that definitely I can still remember very well. Just the the whole sort of frantic work in between. Uh, between Houston and um, trying to formulate their plans to to bring Tom Hanks, uh, Kevin Bacon, and the other one, Bill Paxton. Oh, no. Bill Paxton, best one. <laughs> bring him back. Damn, had Kevin Bacon in it. Yeah, yeah. Bacon's a legend. Shout out to Bacon. The the, the reason I didn't pick it was because I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Yeah, it's been a long time, Sam. Probably a similar reason, yeah. Um, I would have liked to rewatch it, maybe, if I got the chance before making the list. Because I remember really liking it. Um, and I remember it was it was quite a critical and commercial success. But yeah, it's just, just been so long since I've seen it. I feel like that most for most films on these lists, though. I feel like I haven't seen Space in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this one was 1995, I think it was, so. 
Are we doing classic banter? Fran, you were probably 35 when you saw it. <laughs> Fran, Fran remembers the actual incident itself. Yeah, yeah. I was around. <laughs> Fran were coffee boy at the time. They were like, we stood in the background at room, like, oh, the latte, and we've got a cappuccino, and they're like, Houston, we have a problem. He's like, what? That's from, that is from that film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Thank you. I knew it was factually accurate. Good first pick. pick. Yeah, yeah it's a good, good first pick. I nice think it will, for for fans of space films, <laughs> that will <laughs> that, that I believe that would have made many people's uh, top ten, top fives. Go on, Ben. What did you pick? All right. Um, I got I got a quote for each one. So, uh, um, so no more running. I aim to misbehave. My number five is serenity. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, because Serenity did, was my honourable mention. It, it nearly made the list. Serenity was good. Yeah, so I really enjoyed Serenity. Um, I actually saw the film before I watched the TV show. Yeah, I don't know if that's controversial or not. Well, I yeah, saw I the remember. film and then never watched the TV show. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, not watched the TV show. I heard it was good, though. I think, I think the, the films, I think it's great. It's just, it's just well-paced. All the characters are super likable. It's got some great action scenes. I think at the time, I'm pretty sure it was released alongside, uh, is it The Return of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith? And it was completely overshadowed. But it was a way better film than any of the Star Wars prequels. Uh, I think it has one of the, the best villains of all time. Um, who's just called the Operator. Um, who's quite like um, uh, a very calm, eloquent villain, and, and just uh, and just how you, you not really need to have watched the TV show to understand the film as well. I think it was very clever in how it it kind of catered to both audiences, and then kind of kind of like finalised an ending for the for the TV show. Great last stand scene as well when they're uh, holding off the like the cannibal people on oh, that yeah, planet. The, the Reavers, yeah. Off, yeah, the Reavers. That is an awesome scene. Bows, guns, <laughs> you know, like revolvers and stuff. That's like one of the best things about that whole world, isn't it? That sci-fi world. Yeah, the, like, the space western. Space it's western. Really... Yeah, it's quite. Like... You seen it, Dan? I've not seen this. Nope. Another one is, for Dan's uh, watch list. Yeah, well worth the watch. Is it Firefly, the TV show you talk about? Is it the, that one that's linked to this? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not seen either of them. Just skip that though, Dan, because only, uh, only <laughs> diehard fans care about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw myself in next if uh, if you finish with your Serenity pick, Ben, but it is an excellent I, pick and uh, I definitely considered it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put mine in there that I think is a curveball. Is a Pandorum. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I have this on my honourable mentions. It was it was considered. I I picked this mainly because I remember when it was on Netflix. It's one of those films that I could watch when I just could not be asked to watch films. <laughs> you see, it was a true easy watch, and also it had all the dead space style um, feel to it that I really liked 
Just the whole yeah. premise of the film, really. Oh, always reminds me of Dead Space, which is being my top five game set in space. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which yes. spin off? Games with Amigos. <laughs> um, on this week's episode, we lose on Warzone again. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Pandora, just like, yeah, the whole waking up on a ship, not knowing what's going on, the, the kind of horror space setting. Yeah, just a just an easy watch, easy action film. Again, if you haven't seen it, Dan. Correct. I think I it's, <laughs> I think it's a, that's also another easy watch. But yeah, again, I think like cannibal, spacey, alien type things. You know, some of the crews mutated because they were feeding them a protein or something when they're in like cryostasis. Yeah, I just like the whole story. As also as well, I feel like it wasn't a very long film, which as you know is ideal for all life. Because films that are super long are terrible. <laughs> Unless it's like Infinity War. Well, yeah, I, I give you that one. I give you that one. But yeah, that was my pick. From what was yours? Uh, for number five, I've got Moon. I'm not sure who in the Amigos group have seen it. Has everyone yep. seen it? I also have it further in my list. Yes. Ah, I, th- I thought you might have done. Um, so yeah, Moon. Um, I've just got five notes against it for reasons for picking it. So I've got Sam Rockwell. So I feel like once we'd watched Jojo Rabbit and realised that, you know, Sam Rockwell has done some incredible stuff, I just thought back to this and I was like, oh, some some uh, dogs outside. Uh, <laughs> I thought um, Ice Cream Van's been replaced uh, by Neighbours Dogs. I thought, yeah, Sam Rockwell was awesome in this. Um I can't remember what he'd done leading up to this, but then when I saw him in this film, I'd heard a lot about this one um, and the fact that it was like a really isolated and like lonely moon mission um, and that Sam Rockwell's performance was just like amazing. So I went in with like a really um, like optimistic view on how it was going to be like delivering stuff and it didn't disappoint. So I think point one, Sam Rockwell, because he was awesome. Two, it was a great, like, isolation, space, drama, um, like, following his mission, but there was this just impending sense of, like, dread and suspense. Um, and the unease, so that's what I've put in as a third point. Um, I also loved Gertie AI. This is, like, pre-spacey fuck-up. Um, <laughs> and I yeah, thought... I thought... Because you don't really see him. I think... He lent, like, I know he only lends his voice to this, which is a popular theme in some of the films coming up. Um, but he delivered. Like, the rather than being, I don't know, like a machine in other films where that is the enemy, the way that he is, he's optimistic and he's, he's just always kind of like trying to like prop up Sam and, and help and stuff. I, I just thought it was a really like interesting dynamic between the two. And then obviously the, the twist, the reveal um, of the, the clone and stuff, which I thought was really good. And the fact that like it's revealed that another Sam's awoken and just how those timelines kind of like intertwine and then how that leads to the ending. And it's just, I thought it was really smart. Really enjoyed that film. I just couldn't remember anything about it. Even when you're talking about it now, I just can't remember anything, <laughs> any of it, even though I definitely watched it. So that's why I just assumed 
I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> but I could have because I just don't remember it at all. I really yeah. liked it. I've got it quite high on the um, list of honourable mentions again. Um, it's a film I've seen a couple of times. I'd, I wouldn't say it's the most rewatchable film, especially after you've you've learned know the full plot. Mm. Once you know the twist and the full plot, but it, it is really, really, really good. Yeah, I feel like you have to leave quite a bit of time before watching it again, but then just to, like appreciate it again. So like the music and just just all asp- like all the different aspects of it. Yeah, where did it feature on your list, Dan? I had it at three. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, it's more, yeah. I was sort of more reminded once we were talking about Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Leaving to the second so sort of main thing. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he is he is great in it. And yeah, just the way he could like, well, he gives such different personalities to essentially what is the same person to the different clone characters but um, yeah similar film coming up in terms of that isolation on a in space that's really well done yeah right so, number three interesting let's see those number fours then go on then Dan kick us off so I put Martian at number four oh damn I have this in my list slightly higher. Same. Slightly higher. I have it at number three. Where did you have in it, Ben? I also had it at number three. No, again, I've seen Martian. Fairly certain I enjoyed it. Can't remember much about it oh, other than that he has a bit of agricultural it. success at one point. <laughs> and yeah, just. I thought you'd love it. He's all about that potato mm, growing. Planting, I, soil. I, I think my space lists are a lot more easygoing than your guys in topic, film topics. I think Sam's um, just annoyed he's not the greatest botanist on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I'm not the greatest anything on Earth. <laughs> I'm not even the greatest Sam. <laughs> too many. <laughs> I mean, L. Jackson for one, but anyway. Um, come on, talk, talk us through it then. Why you pick Martian? This is Dan. Uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, all chipping, but I've not read the book or anything for this, so oh. I know that was highly thought of as well. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Again, just Matt Damon does a great job of acting by himself. Um. That sense of uh isolation and trying to well he's just keeping himself alive for was it about three years or something he has to try and do it for or how many roles I can't, I can't remember that much yeah. about that I think it's a year and a bit I don't remember the exact timeline of that but it is considerable yeah it's it's a film I I, I rewatched it in lockdown because I thought it was quite a, you know one of those isolation films. Um, and I loved it. I loved it more the second time I watched it than the first time. Mm. I, th- I think it's one that gets better on repeat viewings. I, th- I think it's, it's just clever. It's thrilling, but it's, it's really funny at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's entirely carried by Matt Damon's performance. So it's, uh, like, I, just, I just couldn't imagine anyone else. 
really playing that character with that same kind of weight. The it also has a montage scene to David Bowie's Starman, which shouldn't <laughs> work, but it does. It gets extra points for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love a good montage scene. <laughs> um, the the five points that I've got against it is uh, similar to what you guys were saying. And Matt Damon's performance, smashing it in this, but he's just a super a likable protagonist. Um, the the balance of like geeking out, but then also making it engaging, I think is really well handled. Because um, I've got another point where I was just saying it's a great adaptation of the book. So I've read the book. Um, I watched the film, read the book, and then watched the film again. Um, just happened to be like a second viewing of it. Um, and I've just, I liked it and appreciated it even more, knowing how much detail the book goes into in terms of all the like geeky technical aspects. Um, but then it's it's just the way that the film handles that information um, and doesn't completely overwhelm the viewer. It's still an engaging like space story where you've got, because my third point is about the Earth drama. So you've got the NASA space station escalating like pressure from the press. Um, Sean Bean's character, so he, he survives. He, he doesn't die in this. That's another point. Um, so it's just a really it's just a really good film. So, yeah, good pick. Was there any, in the book, was there ever anything like about his family? Because that's the only thing I can sort of remember about the film, how he, there was like no mention of any sort of family. Can't remember, or... so maybe not. Uh, could be, could be wrong. But um, now that you mention, I do remember the. Re- it, it's a very separate thing, isn't it, in the film? But I, I don't remember it in the book. Yeah. But yeah, okay. they do definitely balance that that science bit out with. Yeah, it's just enough. Just enough. So was your number four, Dan? Uh, yes. And it was Fran's number. It's my. Th- Mine and Ben's three. Your and Ben's three. Okay, cool. Ben, what's your number four? Right, I've gone. I've gone rogue with my number four pick. Um, you know you're supposed to be some slick shit killer. Now look at you, all back of the bus and shit. My number four is Chronicles of Reddit. Oh. Um. Damn, not even so pitch to... black. Chronicles of Riddick. No, no, Straight no. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, going go, go big for the sequel. Um, I, it's just a film I find super entertaining and fun. I understand it's probably not to everyone's taste. Um, I just feel it's like the kind of film they don't make anymore. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of like crazy, Grand Space bro. Opera. This <laughs> is <laughs> crazy, bro. <laughs> um, I love the world building, the locations, the, the law. Yeah. The characters yeah, right. all behind this, like a uh, pitch black. Yeah, what are them bad no, guys man. called in it now, Ben? What, what are like, the bad guy, like army race? I believe they're called the the Necromicon or Necromancers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like Necromancers, that's right. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Fingers in it, isn't it? Told um, King Fearden's mate. Oh, yeah, Carl call, call Aiden. Yeah, shout oh, out to the boys. What were. Yeah. Uh, I mean, controversial. I think Riddick is still Vin Diesel's most iconic character, and he's he's also just a proper anti-hero. I know, I know a lot I don't of films are like. I don't think it's Gru. I don't think it's all <laughs> Dominic Toretto. What? It's, uh, no, it's, it's Richard it's, it's, B. Our favorite, Richard B. Riddick. The Amigos favorite franchise, and you're you're dissing <laughs> fucking Toretto. <laughs> Take that back. Yeah, then. but but what you don't know is 
same character because oh, in Riddick, in Riddick <laughs> four, time travels back to become an illegal street racer. Yeah, bam, give it a new life. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a film. If if I like if if we if we're still in the days of normal TV, terrestrial TV, if I saw it on, I'd just have to watch it. Is it in Chronicles of Riddick where he has that teacup, man? Oh, it is the one where he kills a guy with a teacup. Yeah. yeah. So, so, many, so many good lines in. So many good lines in. Yeah, it's proper. It's it's proper crazy, isn't it? It is entertaining. I, I, I respect your pick. I don't think I've ever thought about returning to that one, but mentioning um, Vin Diesel and stuff, I, I have always wanted to go back and watch just the original Riddick. I feel like that's the... For me, like the, the the film that is drawing me back. Was there? A, wasn't there a third? Yeah, Riddick was yeah, the, third. Wasn't it? I thought it was Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, then Riddick. Yeah, the, the third film is just called. Riddick. Oh, okay. So it's Pitch Black's the original, right? Okay, Such and it, an it was Riddick that was shit. Yeah, Pitch Black's Pitch Black's man. Yeah, good show, Ben. I just remember the game. I don't know if anybody played Chronicles of Riddick game. That was now that was awesome. No, no, no. I've oh man, I might have missed out on that one. As a a time with a, a film, um, it's it's very good. Would it be in your top five space games? Possibly. <laughs> oh no, I think I think there's too many games. Possibly. I think there's too many games. Nobody nobody laughed at that herb joke I slipped in there. I thought they were absolute smooth as shit. <laughs> Missed it. Uh, yeah, because you said you said parsley, and I said parsley. <laughs> no, uh, anyway, <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> All right then, Benny. Yeah, you, you happy with that? You happy with that conclusion of Chronicles of Riddick? I am indeed. Go on, cool. Sam. <laughs> I'm also going rogue with my number four. Equally as badass, equally as action packed. I'm going with Wally. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So again, Dan. That's fair enough. It was a uh, definitely a consideration. Yeah, honourable mention. For yeah, me, it's on my honourable mentions yeah. list as well. Yeah, just a heartbreaking story of a robot trying to clean up this world after the humans have ruined it. <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, inspirational messages about. So again, Dan. I thought you said you wanted an easy watch. I'm just going through the the tearjerkers. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just one of them ones, and it? it sucks you in, and 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 then you get all all it's all happy girl looking. And next thing you know, you're crying at a, a animation robot. <laughs> and it won't be for the last time because if you watch Big Hero Six, legit, you will kill yourself. Do not watch it. <laughs> Big Hero Six is pretty good. Big Hero 6 when he goes, I am your personal healthcare assistant. <laughs> and he like floats into a void. It's just not worth it anymore. It's just not worth <laughs> it. It's just too much. But yeah, well, but Wally, Wally's just that. It's just one of those ones. I think, I think they, just, they just got it right, don't they? They just have that perfect balance. It's like, you know, it's like Groot, in it? Just one of them characters. They don't say anything other than Wally, but just so much emotion. Suckers you into caring about him. All that messaging. Grateful. All that Eva. messaging, Eva, amazing. Yeah, it's a really good film. Harry just makes Harry just makes them little cubes. Harry <laughs> just scoops up little rubbish and makes them cubes. 
There's no debate in it. Great film. Reminds me of Johnny Five, but you guys will be too young. So it's just no, just no, Johnny, no, no, Johnny Five is, but you know, leave it. Johnny Five. <laughs> Google, it. Google it. <laughs> but like, it wasn't. It wasn't animation. No, this is old. I'll say it wasn't really old. Yeah. But the, in terms of the design, like the the head and stuff, and you'll see it once you Google. Yeah. It. it does look like there probably were some inspiration there. Yeah, no, that's my pick for number four. What's your? Uh, I'm going for. It's going to be controversial now, but I'm going for Guardians of the Galaxy for number four. Now I've got five points. So for me, this was the surprise Marvel film. Now I can't remember if this. I think this is pre Black Panther, isn't it? I'm trying to remember yeah. timeline. So for me, it was like yeah. my MCU had just gone a bit. No, I wouldn't say stale, but you kind of knew what was coming. It was formulaic. Um, we'd been hit with a couple of Avengers films and it was like, oh, hang on a minute, they're bringing out a, a solo Guardians film with characters that, at this point, correct me if I'm wrong, we'd not seen in the main MCU. So this is their debut prior to featuring in like a large-scale Avengers mover. I think there may have been a post credit scene hinting at it and then we eventually got this film. But long story short, it was a complete surprise for me um, going into the seeing the trailer and stuff. I thought, all right, it, it looks cool, but is it just going to be a CGI first? How are all these characters going to work? Um, but I think it's just that. I think everything works about it. So Quill, you know, Raccoon, Gru, Gamora, they're all just... Raccoon? What the... You know, what kind of fan <laughs> are you, man? You're called Rocket. Oh, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> you absolute, absolute punk. <laughs> But Guardians of the Galaxy is my number three, by the way, which is why I'm going in heavy on Fran now for this bullshit review. Uh, so all, all the characters work. It's got you know, awesome... big alien man, tree man. <laughs> you've got, you've got Batista. Green girl. <laughs> Green girl. I've already mentioned her. I probably got her name wrong as well. But the main guy, you know, it, it's it, the ensemble is, is quality. The intro credits, the fact that it's got the you know really cool retro '80s soundtrack, and just great comedy throughout. Plus, pretty good action. I loved it, and it's definitely up there as one of my favorite MCU films. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean the the soundtrack is a uh, is just immense. So good. I mean that alone kind of makes makes a film. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this soundtrack as well. Like, just, it's just so good. Just like such a mix of songs, but they're all they're all so good and they're just so well played. And I was listening to this other podcast about music, and somebody was saying about how their kids don't like music but mm. have the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on, and I was like, yes, because it makes sense. Because it's just the link between that film and the music. Yeah, so it makes you love both. It's the music with the visuals. It's just, it's a really, really good like combination. Yeah. So like isolated, so if they just listen to the music on its own, they'd be like, but this is just old. It doesn't really like, it doesn't kind of, I guess, fill them with like any sort of emotion. But then when you watch the film and you see all that spectacle and stuff, it's just, it's like, it's just, it's genius. It's just genius. Yeah. Some great dialogue as well. It's a, it, comedy in the MCU is very hit and miss. Age of Ultron comedy, horrendous. 
Avengers 1, comedy. Horrendous in most places. Avengers 1 comedy film, in... though, was all right, but Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, tosh. yeah. But comedy, but the comedy lines, you know, the cheese, it's like very cheesy, but in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like genuine, excellent comedy. Oh, yeah. You know, Bradley some Cooper, of, Chris Some Brad, of the best, volume one and two. Diesel. I think you have to put a lot of it down to James Gunn. Of course. I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine another director no. having so as much influence violent. on the film. Yeah. I mean, we know we know by this that you got fired by Disney and then rehired. Yeah, because there was so much um, kickback and the actors refusing to participate in a third film. I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how his uh, how his new Suicide Squad film does. Because if if he can if he pulls it off again with a DC film, you know, you can you can truly just you can credit him with with it, can't you? I mean, I know, I know he's taking characters that have already that are already created from comic books, but um, obviously he's done it with Guardians of Galaxy one and two, and he's doing third one in there. So yeah, but yeah, he's also do, he's also done that Suicide Squad, which you know, just from the promotion material, looks like it's gonna have his kind of style to it, and it'll be good. But we'll see, won't we? If this one's anything to like judge it by, then we should be like feeling pretty positive Except, about it. Yeah. It's looking like it could be awesome. But yeah, Guardians, that's my number four. And it's your number, what was it again, that's Sam? Three. three. Number three, yeah. Yeah, just one. All right. Yeah, so that's number, that's number three wrapped up. Yeah. Which was Danza's Moon. We got, Correct. yeah, better myself that picked, uh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Ben and myself that picked Martian, and then you, you, you Sam, had picked Guardians. Diverse film picks across the team here. <laughs> All right, then let's go to everybody's number two and um, get closer to that heated debate that everybody's waiting for. <laughs> Dan, uh, what did you pick for your number two? I've gone Alien as my number two. <laughs> So, nice. Well, I couldn't decide alien or aliens, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, um, yeah I thought, as with uh, Selected Space, I thought I'm going to have to pick, I want to go back and watch at least one of these before uh, I drop it in. So I went with Alien to, to rewatch, and um, yeah, I thought I'd stick it in at, at number two. So it's obviously nice. so many. Iconic moments that live on. What is it? Almost well, over forty years now, isn't it? Yes, old, old. Um, but yeah, sleep. I don't know if you call it the the benchmark for that type of film, but um, we we previously featured it in a top five um, horror. And then I think we debated whether it was sci-fi or horror, or is it science fiction horror? What would you class it as, Dan? Um, I don't know. I guess it's more for the... You like comparing it to, to Aliens or just, just generally for, for this one? The Just the theme in general. So we've said top five films set in space. 
Well, it's set in space. <laughs> so, do you think it's science fiction or a science fiction horror? Or what do you think it is? Predominantly science fiction, I'd go with. Okay. Horror elements, obviously, for the, the set pieces. I'd say it's yeah. a sci-fi horror. I think. Yeah. I'm jumping in now. <laughs> Here he is. Captain Ride the Fence. I believe it's both <laughs> genres. See, I, I was going to go down the, but the horror you, route, but... If you make a big one, I'd, I'd say horror. Yeah. If I, if you made, if you had put a gun to my head, I think it's a, it's a horror film at the end of the day. If I had to put a phaser to your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's sci-fi horror. Because it's bullshit. It's a, <laughs> a science fiction world. Well, look, Ben, I'm just saying, I'm not a punk. You, you had all the chance in the world just to tell me to do one, but you didn't. I mean, whatever. That's it. Right on. <laughs> Ben's going to tear up my choices for two and one, no matter what they are. <laughs> what were you saying, Dan? Is it on anyone else's list? Uh, I've got well I, I couldn't decide on Alien or Aliens uh, you said just... it was your number one, don't back out no it's, <laughs> it's it's my number two yeah Alien or Aliens I've, I've I put Alien or Aliens like bracket I couldn't really decide I just there's aspects of both films that I really like so um... oh, just another riding fence like, well, can, we, can we have some decisiveness in this top five well Dan's picked Aliens so I'll just go Aliens I think um, James Cameron's take on it is is amazing Um but I love the first one. The first one is, is far more isolated because the second one is more focused on um, action um, and then like just upping the number of aliens and just the confrontations. It just completely like expands the scope, the lore of it. Um, it wasn't your turn, by the way. It's Ben that goes next. If you weren't having alien, you had to wait your turn, bro. You've gone straight, you skipped straight ahead to gain as your pick. You rode, you rode in and said alien was your second pick, then just added an S on end. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm not saying it on the list now. <laughs> and Sigoni Weaver as well. I'm just throwing it in there. Fucking Sigoni Weaver was awesome. Yeah. The flamethrower. Alien uh, or aliens? In both. <laughs> <laughs> In, in both films, it was awesome. I'm just classing the two because all the rest were crap. So it was good in my least. To me, to me, they just come as like a double bill. Ben, what okay, was your pick? So... <laughs> well, Dan's pick was Alien, and Franz' pick was Aliens because he <laughs> panicked for some reason. Uh, my number two is, come on, you apes, you want to live forever? <laughs> Starship Coopers. Great film. Um, generally considered to be one of the most misunderstood films in cinema. Um, I also think it's an underrated masterpiece. Um, I think part part of its misunderstanding, I think, is the director Paul Verhoeven's fault. They're, they're doing way too fun action scenes to say the film is basically an anti-fascist satire. Mm. Um and that's what, that's what the film is. It's, it's this giant, giant bug war film. But it's also this um, just very dark, humid satire. Very similar to Robocop in that sense. And I, I, I just love it. It is great. In so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's definitely um, an honourable mention. Yeah, I've not seen it in ages, but... Um... 
I, I was watching a random video, um, some of the controversy around it. Um, but yeah, it's some great action pieces. And some that still hold up, like the amount of, even though it's, it's quite heavily like CGI and stuff, some of the scenes are still still look pretty good. Yeah, I think it was one of the last films that used, you know, like models mm. um, in filming, same, same way like the original Star Wars films did. I think it was one of the last films to do that, which is, of course, we know practical, practical effects. Yeah, just practical of it. Hold up CGI. a million mm. times better than any kind of CGI. Although the bug CGI is also very good in this film. It is. Mm. That's, That's what I remember. The just the when they're at that base and they're the holding off like a massive horde and waving, it was just... I just thought, yeah, I watched you in that video back and uh, I thought it still looked very good for, for when it was made. It's just that it has in those bits, like when that base is attacking, it has like occasional thing where they use like the real practical effects where somebody gets like pulled in as like the sand sucks away and there's like one of bugs in there and stuff. And you get just that splicing, that Lord of the Rings style splicing of practical with CGI mm-hmm. makes it hold up so much better. And that's, I mean, this is film's really old, isn't it? So it's, it's even more impressive. I think 97, I think it was. Yeah. So good. And the shape of the bugs. The shape of the bugs are just so weird. So good. Almost like a pair of scissors, like a stapler on legs. <laughs> What's what your pick then, Sam? Well, mine was Aliens. No way. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. No, it was. No, it was Aliens. I'm trying to remember which one was my number one and which was my number two. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Aliens <laughs> is my number one. Make a decision! Yeah, Aliens is my number one. So um, Alien is number two. No. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just quickly, briefly talk about Aliens before I give my number two, since you since you added an S on it and took all power out of my pick. Um, yeah. is, is this what we're going for as well? Because Aliens is also my number one. But I feel like Fran ruined it now. Yeah, it did uh, ruin it. It did ruin it. But let's talk about it because we, you know, it's, it, we've already been fruit run through with Fran. But that's it, man. Yeah, game Alien. over. Game over. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over. Three meters. That's inside the room. Just you know, endless, amazing action. It's just yeah. Or just all of it. Just all the dialogue, the setting, the whole thing where they've got the automatic. Uh, machine guns monitoring corridors. That sound. Just that, that sound. Iconic. Just the little radar. Boop, boop. Just. Ah, oh, it's just it's just so good. I keep this for close encounters. Just. It's just awesome. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I mean, what's the, what's there to say? That's hasn't really been said already. You know, it's just the story, the action, the atmosphere, in the the imagery. It's just, it's just everywhere now. I think it's just influenced so much from the, the sound of the weapons, the particularly the Marines, the look of the Marines, you know, you see in like going in space, you know, like Halo, I even think Gears of War. All, yeah. all, all this like kind of like modern pop culture just seems to be influenced in some way by, I think, by aliens. And we've not even said the most iconic line of all. They mostly commit night. Mostly. That's a classic line. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, I took all your thunder out with that line. <laughs> it's because you were scared. 
because they mostly come at night. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like as well, like um, you know, uh, what what's the what's the Latino woman called who has like the massive smart gun? Velasquez, I believe. Yeah. Just when she gets out of that truck and that gun and it's like on like some kind of like <sighs> hip hip um like carrying strap slash arm and everything. And I remember like what I can't remember which aliens game it were that came out, but you got to use that gun. And it like auto locked onto aliens. It was just so cool. Yeah, I think everything that they did with aliens, like just expanding on that first one. So you you've got additional shots of like vehicles and weapon rain. Yeah, that expansion just like it's hard to top. And then even in the sequels, I think there's a lot of forgettable stuff other than seeing more designs for aliens and introduction of like the the AI and it's like ah, but nothing will be seen it for the first time in Aliens. I think there's just yeah. something that's just so like ingrained in that film that even when and if you know Cameron comes back or whoever else has taken on the mantle, it, it, it's ah, it, hard to top. I, f- I feel it's the same for Terminator. The two sequels I mean, there. That, yeah, 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 I agree. Incredibly like, iconic. Just, yeah, sounds. Ben, you mentioned visuals, the casting, those lines. I just hard. I just can't think of another film within that franchise that could that could still keep that, like just that, that DNA that makes the first two, like, awesome. And is there any, any kind of real sci-fi action film that has a better ending? Then obviously you get Sigourney Weaver going in oh. with the flamethrower strapped to the rifle into the nest. And then, of course, the get away from her, you bitch, robo suit versus queen. It's like... <laughs> awesome. And at that point, you're already full with the buffet of amazing action. And then they just throw in that, that she's going to fight her in that loader suit. It made... Um... A great toy range as well. I remember buying, um, getting that armored suit as a as a present. You guys Classic. are probably too young. Was it Yeah, I was born straight into the cinema. Fran had just finished his strike from being down pit. Classic Yorkshire joke, that everybody. But anyway, that's that's number one pick. I'm going to slip in my number two pick before we move on, if that's okay. Um, Fifth Element. Ah, it's top of the honourable mentions list. I can't believe it's not been on anybody else's list. It's, it's it, almost. It's on my honourable mentions. It, it was in and out today, along with a few other films. Mm-hmm. How long was this? Second Somebody list, mentioned then? Star Wars. Well, I think, yeah, it's almost worth a, a discussion in itself, but I thought it wouldn't appear on anyone's list, which... I purposely I left Star Wars out. Yeah. Mm. I was going to go Rogue One, but anyway, sorry. Digress. Yeah, Fifth Element, Bruce Willis. Luke just, just a great cast and just, you know, some some effects, again... CGI wise aren't so great, but um but some. some of the practical effects are great. Yeah. And um of course Gary Oldman's in it. Classic villain. 
with I mean the, the costume design is just <laughs> incredible, just on all all characters, just so immense. And um, you know, what's his name? Dallas Corbin. Is that yeah? That, that's Bruce's yeah. name, isn't it? And just all the whole thing with a multi pass and that multi pass. <laughs> I just remember things like that because I remember watching those... it so young that just those those random phrases stuck in my head. The and, designs uh, of the bad guys, they're awesome. <laughs> Those yeah. massive slug temple dudes, the armor, yeah. the weapons, that that smart gun that fires like everything. It was just like, oh, how did I get older that as a kid? <laughs> Chris Tucker's got like a like a yellow fro cone. It's like <laughs> it spirals into like a cylinder off his head like a unicorn. And just like that whole bit when he's like taking Bruce Willis when he's won competition and he's like <laughs> so over to Tell me that's that my man. Scene. <laughs> oh, the opera scene. Just so weird. Uh, just... I was just going to do a high pitch. <laughs> it just won't work. <laughs> it is, it's so good. Uh, so I mean, she good. got stones inside of Dude Alien. Yeah. got some stones that you have to then put elements on. The fifth element. Oh, yeah. Awesome. You know, cruise ship in space. Film set in space. This has a cruise ship in space. <laughs> Think about the casting. I always remember it's got Lee Evans and it's a really oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a bellhop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the scene where they take the they take the cockpit hostage, don't they? The evil like orc aliens. Oh yeah. And then he's just defending it by himself till Bruce Willis comes. In. <laughs> <laughs> and that just all sort of, that whole bit where he's like, "How many?" And they like he quickly peeks around. You know, three on left, four on right. Yeah. Fires off those few shots. Two on the left, one on the right. It's just like, yeah, it's awesome. Definitely a film that I'd like to watch again. Especially, I think, after we mentioned Leon was the spin-off from this, wasn't it? He was underway with production on this, but then did Leon Yeah, as like a side? This got delayed because of, I think, Bruce Willis's schedule. So then Ah. he he did Leon in between. So yeah, when we talk about it in that podcast, which you can go back to, it was like episode... (laughs) 24 or something um great film everyone enjoyed it except sam um <laughs> yeah but i love fifth element <laughs> and that's all that matters <laughs> but now fifth, fifth element is great so it's a very good film and it was it's top of my honorable mentions but wally also made it in there so i just thought it was interesting that you brought it up um so yeah. we're down to the that's everyone's yeah. number two covered so we're down to number one but what is everyone's honorable mentions or ones that we've not mentioned because there's been quite a few already well don't we want to hear your, your number your and Dan's number ones first then we'll cover yeah. off I want to destroy Friends number one like he destroyed our number ones destroyed them because <laughs> yeah. oh. you were oh. going to have Alien then you just were like then oh you... I'll just slip I in said, Aliens before they when, get a chance when Dan mentioned Alien I was like oh same but I've got Alien slash Aliens I couldn't decide which one <laughs> I I wanted to be number two. Dan mentioned so you ruined it for the rest of us. And then you, yeah, and then you were like, but Sam and Ben are going to be aliens because they're cooler than me. We understand what you're trying to do. Jesus, man, you should have just said, and we'll add on to that. Da, 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 da. It don't matter because when you say you're number one, if it is what I think it is going to be, then everybody will know that your opinions were shit. <laughs> What when they all agree and they're like, oh, of course, yeah, because that's what you know. Everyone knows it's the it's the shit. Right, Dan, what's your number one? Right, so my number one is. I'm afraid I've got two words for you. 
but mm -hmm. visually spectacular. Interstellar. I can't believe yes. you even said it. You fucking legend. <laughs> you fucking legend. You, you've oh, ruined it, Brad, and then we've got them both picked in a stellar. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew this is why we're housemates because we just, we just in sync. We got this. Oh, Dan, give me your, give me your list of things is so it, that I can add on to it. And is, just, it is it your you number know. one as well, Fran? Because I expected it to be your number one. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. But special edition, of course, it's number one. I didn't, I didn't realize Dan had no taste. <laughs> 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 Dan, tell me, tell me why you love it, and then I'll try and add on some more and stuff. And so then I will add the counter-argument for why it's awful. <laughs> yeah. So the listeners could then be like, oh, of course, Dan and Fran have fucking got it, and other guys are just talking shit. Go so, on, So, yeah, Slow ignoring jumps. any sort of loopholes or bits that, that Sam's going to throw up in a second. or Loopholes? Has this film even got a story? <laughs> Some of the emotional way that, that Sam's going to think not quite right. But... Emotions? <laughs> I remember all about this film other than the fact that it made my eyes bleed with boringness. Go on, with sorry, visual Dan. spectacles. Go on, Dan. <laughs> I'm being Mangarota. <laughs> no, Dan, but please, sorry. No, go on. It's Christopher Nolan, you were saying some something about it being five hours long. I don't know. Go on. Yeah, Chris, Christopher Nolan. Amazing. Incredible. I've, I've, not, I've not watched Tenet, so I can't comment on that. But Just avoid it, if you, know, if you can. Yeah, blind. But in terms of, if we're talking purely films set in space, then I don't think there's a better film that's used that environment than, than Interstellar. Yeah. I hear you, Dan. <laughs> I'm hearing what you're saying. Um, Carry on. Um, Please, Dan, don't bite down. <laughs> You've already caused all the pain. You might as well see it through to end now. <laughs> Read us off your list of five things, Ryan, if, you, if you've got five bullet points. All right, I'll go. Number one, the score. Yes, yes. If if there's one thing, apart from the visuals, because you know I'm, I like some good visuals, and Nolan is, is awesome at, and we've touched on it in Aliens uh, and, some, and other films where Practical versus CGI. So obviously, you know, the, the spacecape and stuff has to be um, visual effects, but there are aspects in there that are practical. Um, but on top of the visuals, it's the score that is just so iconic. Um, that uh, the, the time, um, there's a section in it where um, Matt Damon's screwed over everybody um, and he's, he's trying to sabotage the entire mission and... This ah the music there to just build that tension and suspense is incredible. Um, so I've got yeah the score number two, Matt Damon sabotage, that motherfucker, so good. The fact that he was like left off up marking material, um, and when you get to that section, you're thinking ah oh, a survivor. It's it's Matt Damon doing his, his little cameo, which he you know he's done in a number of films now, um, some comedies, but this one being a you know top rated sci-fi film set in space. Um, I thought that was a, a great inclusion. Um, and it really, the, the fact that he kind of drew those guys in, um, drew them into this planet. Yeah, it's inhabitable, but it's, it's just going to be a little bit further down here and tries to screw them over. I thought that was an awesome scene. Um, the time passing, so point three is the time passing on planet, um, planet A, or one of three. Um, and it'd been the, the wave building up and it, it was thinking, oh, is that, you know, what's that in the distance? And then, 
the amount of time that's passed on the surface of that planet and them all just like stressing about it, seeing that visually on the other astronaut. Um, the fact that it's a Christopher Nolan, fil- uh, Christopher Nolan film, I think that says it all. So that's point number four. Um, and number five, not forgetting some of the other stuff that's gone into it. So the robot design um, for TARS, the voice acting, the practicality of it, the it fitting in the set. It, it was a really odd design, but then when you read up about how it was implemented and constructed and I don't know, I just found that really interesting. And that links me back to Moon. So I loved what Spacey did with Gertie, but TARS is probably my most memorable like robot design in a film set in space. That's in the cellar. You were boring there with your review, but not half as much as that long ass boring film. <laughs> oh my days. Uh, it's, 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 the, it's the iconic, you know, it's, it's the epitome it's so of a good. film where people think they have to say they like it, but really no, no. it's just trash I to disagree. watch. I disagree. But you would do. You would do because you are you are the epitome of those people. I am. I am pro. I am pro Christopher Nolan. Until you are pro reflecting what people say on YouTube reviews. No. <laughs> no. I'm going in. I'm going in hard. You, you guys thought I weren't going to do it. I'm going in hard. Interstellar should be banned. It's a, it's a rip, great ripped film. out the history books. It's a great film. Matthew McConaughey. I didn't even mention Matthew McConaughey. He's great in this, but then he's great in everything. No, so. you didn't, because uh, out of your top five things about this film, you talked about ten minutes of a nearly three-hour film. Well, I mean, two hours could go on. Two hours twenty. It's a great film. It feels like five million years when you're watching it. It, it. it is long, but it's it's good. Isn't there like some kind of like space bookcase or something at the end of it? There is. is that same thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just I rest my case. It's the, it's the visual you, representation of what do you think about being able to friend? Just out of curiosity. <sighs> the whole I mean, of, um, frazzled. Did the ends where I thought it particularly went a bit wayward, where he ends up behind? Yeah, and he's trying to send case. send back a message, and yeah, that bit's a little bit confusing. To I've say the rest few... of the film is supposed to be based in science. I thought I thought yeah. it just went a bit wayward. But so it doesn't go like full on sci-fi and aliens and stuff, does it? So I, I like that it yeah. still retains it's an boring, aspect of. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's done. I think with the build-up of the you know the music and stuff, I think even though I didn't really get it, I, I still I've watched the video and it, some explanation like explanation stuff, and it's just like ugh, I don't know. But I, I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was a, a very, very good film. Have you heard about sequels, Mackin? <laughs> Here we go. Into paint dry, it's called. 8K camera <laughs> on, on paint drying. <laughs> Crisp, the crispest, most visual, spectacular paint drying film you've ever seen. I think Ben was scores, hinting Some of the scores over this paint drying, man. I'm, it really gets to emotions. And then what they're going to do is just put my name in it for five minutes to try and hope that that makes it all right. <laughs> no, on a, on a serious note, I went too hard on, you on, on, the, on your love for this film because we've been joking about this for, I don't know, about five hours. years or something crazy. <laughs> this visually spectacular nonsense. <laughs> 
Ben, you were saying that you really enjoyed it, but the ending just threw you off a little bit. No, Ben, you were saying <laughs> your opinion. What is your opinion, Ben? There, there's there's bits of the film I like. I like I like how he was going for a sense of wonder. That because I think that's what space is about. You know, mm. space is about. It's supposed to be like a place of discovery and this wonder that you don't understand. Um, but then that like thin veil of danger that's just on like the other side of the glass where you're just like insignificant. Mm. And with, with like some of, some of the visuals and, and the, the hands in the score, like you were saying, is very good. Um, I wish I understood some of the signs better because I, I hate the whole gravitational time dilation. I don't quite understand it. What the, the what and the relativity and how, yeah yeah I see I I don't understand it but it I liked when it was well, what it was how it was represented and they were saying about how much time they'd lost and the fact that they only got like a, a small shot to get to like all three planets I really enjoyed that kind of like scenario and stuff but yeah yeah I, I completely disagree about the whole Matt Damon bit should cut that out. That's nah. that just adds to the film and it adds nothing that was to the great. story. Yeah, adds absolutely oh. nothing to the story. It, it does because it, it, it builds it. <laughs> it builds on that that it, the whole threat. They've gone to one planet and they know it's completely uninhabitable. Yeah. So that signal that received is just because the, it remained intact. So they knew that they had to get off, but then they'd realized how much time it had cost them. So they fell back onto because she was driven, um Anne Hathaway was like just driven by the desire to get back to her boyfriend or whatever it was. So it was like Matthew McConaughey was like, no, it's, it's planet B because we've had all these readouts and stuff. And it was just the fact that Matt Damon had screwed them. Love that. Yeah, But I think you could, have, because... think you could have had the same film and just not had any of that scene in, and it just come out, it'd been the same film with the same weight. I just don't particularly think that adds anything. Ah, but I, can't then, believe it, then. I can't believe it. There's just, there's just no way that you can cut out the whole betrayal scene and it's still <laughs> be absolute garbage. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's just the end where it gets a bit wayward, where he just ends up behind a bookcase in some weird alternate dimension. Mm. Um, I feel, yeah, I kind of get that. I also think with Christopher Nolan, like his other films have been very easy to just kind of understand, even like Memento and um, Prestige and stuff. There's there's a there's a nice kind of like twist and, and full circle and completeness when you get to the end. But um, Interstellar and Tenet both have that kind of head scratching. What was this bit? What does that mean? How did that work out? And yeah, I kind of agree that it was, it, it wasn't as strong as the rest of the I film. I can't believe you're comparing it to Tenet, man. It, it, it wasn't as like, bad. You're supposed to like Interstellar. <laughs> oh, I love Interstellar, but there's there's no there's no reason to say that there aren't bits that you don't like, even the films that you absolutely love. Leon, I love Leon, but upon watching it again with you guys, it's like, oh yeah, there's some bits that if you could cut them, but still love the film because there's like all the you know nostalgia and just things that it kind of like reminds you of and stuff that you enjoyed while you're watching it. Ten minutes later, they go into Stella, and then they poured acid in your eyeballs. See, I'm not a fan of Tenet, so I, no. as much as I love Christopher Nolan, Interstellar is is my top. That, in, in fact, all the the back catalogue is is good, but it's just oh, maybe Dunkirk, just throwing it out there. But so yeah, I think that concludes it, doesn't it? That concludes all five films. Let's just hear everybody's uh, five to ones 
one person at a time. Dan, what, what, just run us back through five to one. So I had Apollo 13 at five, Martian at four, Moon at three, Alien at two, and Interstellar at one. Great twister. And that's when I decided I couldn't be friends with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> two rival podcasts will be set up on the back of this. <laughs> yeah. Films with tall man. (laughs) (laughs) Visually spectacular interstellar (laughs) fan club podcast. (laughs) Come on, Ben. Give us us your five to one. I had uh, Serenity, The Chronicles of Riddick, The Martian, Starship Troopers and Aliens. Fantastic taste from five to one. (laughs) Amazing, Ben. I had uh, Pandorum, Wally. Guardians of the Galaxy, Fifth Element, Aliens. I had Moon, Guardians of the Galaxy, Martian, Aliens, and Interstellar. (laughs) (laughs) Guy makes a choice. (laughs) Again, your list's just covered in controversy from from, just five from halfway. I know know those guys. You know, you guys listening. It's cool. You know, just. Yeah, I think you'll all agree. So it's 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 fine. Yes. I'm disappointed. Ad Astra wasn't in there, friend. <laughs> that's the only film. That's the most recent film that I can think of that we watched at the cinema and I've fallen asleep. Visually spectacular. Visually fucking boring. Did I miss Ad Astra? I don't think I saw. No, that. you you were there. I'm sure you were. We all fell asleep. I'm sure you were. I, I fell asleep as well. Yeah. It's a very it's a, it's a good snooze film. Um, Bob, Brad Pitt uh, looking for his dad. Yeah, he went. He went to the other side of the galaxy to. Get his dad. Who did? Which who was in it? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. There was somebody else in it though. That was pretty big. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Didn't he have like? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's like a female actress in there. Yeah, I think there, there was, was a lot of interstellar banter on that yeah. day as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. She. Yeah, I thought she got a supporting role, but I thought there was somebody else that was. Like main cast, but anyway, universally hated by the Amigos. So <laughs> so no it, controversy on that one. It won't be featuring. Dun, dun, dun. What about honourable mentions? And you just want to have a quick run through some films that didn't make the list. Um, I had 2009's Star Trek, the Star Trek reboot, but the first oh, one. JJ Abrams one. JJ Abrams, yeah, one, yeah. I just Chris Pike. can't remember it enough to, I, to think about it. Yeah. I did enjoy that one. Didn't have it on the list, but I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did have Starship Troopers as well, Ben. It it was it was hovering on my on the edge of my top five. Yep. Yeah, I I had Fifth Element. Um, I had Alien. <laughs> yeah, that completely separate film. <laughs> I had Guardians. <laughs> I I had Wally, and I had Titany. Ah, was, the like, old animated one. Yeah. Is that the Disney or was it somebody else that did that? Well, I think it might be someone else. Huh. Um, Total Recall. Ooh. Yeah. Not I the remake. I considered, considered Total Recall. Um, I, I also had Galaxy Quest. I don't know if anyone's ah, seen Ah, Galaxy Quest. Sigourney Weaver. Yes, Sigourney Weaver. That's very close to uh, top five. It's a very good film. Sam Rockwell again. Yep. Who else was in it? The um, when Alan Rickman in it. That's the one. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Quality film. Okay, I had um, 
you've mentioned them all, but um, for Star Wars, I had Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, Love Rogue One's nowhere as good as New Hope are. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. No, there's, there's Empire Strikes Back. Empire, no, yeah, no, I'm saying no. I thought you were so. No, sorry, I'm just trying to finish title for you. I, I can't remember that. You know, I'm a Although, guy you know, that enjoys new releases. Yeah. So it's for hook. new, new Star Wars, it was Rogue One. No, no, Rogue is Solo. I mean, I'm, I'm, did, did you guys miss Star Wars off on purpose? Because I missed it off. Because I mean, if I'm oh, going to be yeah. honest, Star, Star Wars is the best film set in space. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just too hit and miss. You've got three of the yeah. old ones that everyone will debate are amazing, but they're old. Just You've got the first yeah, three episodes that have got you know Darth Maul for like 10 minutes, which are great, but then the rest of it's crap. Then you've just got the spin-offs, Rogue One, which is amazing. and I, I'm sure you can't argue that. Um, but then you've got Solo, which was a bit crap. Yeah, but you, no, but you missed off the other trilogy. The, the new trilogy, <laughs> didn't you? And, and the problem is, when we all watched Star Wars Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, we were like, was... damn, dog, they stepped the game up. This is going to be awesome. And then after that, they shit on us for two films straight. Well, that's why I not mentioned it. it. completely dropped off. But Force Awakens was pretty good, to be fair. Force Awakens was really good. I, 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 I think I thought... it's, it's, just a, it's just a remake of A New Hope, isn't yeah. it? Just, they just played upon the same story beats and everyone's nostalgic. But it was a good introduction back into it, which is why I think it's set up for me, Rogue One is the one that I think of that's just the the one that I don't know. It's just something about it, the the cast, the you know the the actual adventure in this one. Um, the fact that it wasn't a happy ending, um, which is just different. You kind of knew that already, didn't you? you kinda... But it's you must have known it wasn't going to be a happy ending. Oh yeah, true. But because it's it's that specific you mission, the old guy. But it's still it's it's just done really really well. You got, mm. um, I thought it was good, but I thought it was. A, I thought you could tell where Disney had interfered in the movie. Mm. I just, I, I really like the robot as well. I think the droid in this one was, was. Um, I can't remember what the guy's name that voiced him was, but it really, really smart. The Commodore was. Time I watched bang Rogue on. One, I wasn't, I wasn't really on board with it, but when I rewatched it, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. I think it was yeah. overhyped the first time. It was one of those films I just went into or just expecting a bit too much. But yeah, I agree with you on Solo. Wasn't a, Disappointing. Wasn't a, huge, wasn't a huge fan of that. Mm. Well, it, it wasn't bad, it, but it wasn't wasn't good either. It was just a film no one asked for. Yeah. 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 Childish Gambino. Like what else we got in then, Dan? Dan, what have you got as honourable mentions? Anything that we've not said already? Mad um, Wally on there. Um, there's something else that you said already. Um, Another visually spectacular one, but Blade Runner 2049 was a, <laughs> was a thought. I didn't dare drop that one in. Uh, yeah, that's that that space. For, for yeah. Tally, mm. please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just stop it, man. I need to go to sleep after this. Winding me up, talking all that yeah. trash. <laughs> that is absolute garbage as well. Just uh, love... I had, um, I've got another one. Event, event Horizon. Oh. Now, I tried rewatching that one for the horror, and I just thought it. it I don't remember it, it. wasn't as good as I remember. But you like that one, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I like, I like Invincible Horizon. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a tidy horror film. Mm. Same space. <laughs> Sci-fi horror. <laughs> just to clarify, 
Okay, I had gravity. Yeah, yeah see, waiting I, for I, it, I, waiting I, for it. I, no, I, I I enjoyed gravity when I watched it, but mm. again, just had no desire to ever watch it again. So didn't didn't make the list. I I watched it, but for it was massively overhyped. Did you By see the it in the I cinema? Though? Watch it, I See, no, I was no, thinking I of this. No, the you, cinema experience sold it to you can me. Only watch, it. Yeah, you can only watch it in the cinema. All right, I probably missed out then. Because you need like the overwhelming sound system and, and screen mm. to give you the tension and the panic. I had another one that um, that starred some some A-listers in it, but it it's, it's probably not one that everyone would agree with. But um, I think this is a this is a tidy horror film. Life. Yeah, you know what? As well, I watched it and I enjoyed it, and I was—I just don't remember enough it. about it to put it on my list. But I remember at the time, I enjoyed it's, it. It's just I like the so. Sporty. Oh, sorry. It's just like a really weird. It feels really cheap for some reason, despite the people that they've got in it. Just yeah, it was it had an odd cast for. So sure. Yeah. So what you said like low budget, but it's got the highest, like biggest. Build yeah. cast ever, <laughs> pretty much. I don't know if they like hired them before, mm. like maybe a few years before. Or, I don't know. I thought I thought it was a bit generic life. Oh, it's it's completely it's you know a complete riff on all other like genre tropes and um you know I think taking a lot from Aliens and just that whole thing in general. But um I just like the fact that it's so it's like it's it's just a very easy watch. But I thought it was really enjoyable. So, like, I think the cast really helps. The fact that they were able to kill off and and just got the balls to kill off Ryan Reynolds, which I'm sure at the time he was pretty big. You've got um, Jay Gyllenhaal as well. Just a, a, a cast that's like really well known. And yeah. you know, if I remember you know, right, I think Ryan. Reynolds- And then he had a scheduling conflict and had to drop out. But then he, he yeah, you stayed in to do all the that small run. Yeah, kind of you cut off then. there. All right. I was, was going to say, I think Ryan Reynolds was cast as Kate Gyllenhaal's character. And then I think he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. But then he, he stayed could, on to do, the, to do the smaller role. Even killing like, Gyllenhaal, though. That would get have been... Jake Gyllenhaal and he's not even being in no good. And then he just dropped Nightstalker and everybody was like, what? But that's what I mean. I think I think they just caught, caught the actors like right at the, the right mm. time. Still really enjoyed it. And I love that little twist at the end. Even though you can see it coming, it's just... I just think it's cool. It's just a really, like, just concise, easy, good horror. Something that you just, you know, sit back and chill. You don't have to think about it too much. Oh, another one that I did purchase, and I, I was going to add it into my list. Sunshine. Danny Boyle's. Yeah, I thought about it, but yeah, again, it's just one I can't really, I can't really tell you many scenes hmm. that happen in it. All I remember is the music, which again is really a really good score. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it up until the so it, it's it was like kind of debating it's been honorable mention but um I'm just looking at it like because I, I remember buying that one but um I always felt like the ending was just a bit disappointing so love the fact that when they got to the other ship um because that signal blips and you're like oh shit they've got to go off course to go and 
you know, find some survivors and stuff. And all the way throughout the film, they've been drip feeding like feeds from them celebrating something. And then, you know, that they must have all died. But then why is it an alien? You know, are we going down that route? What's, what's got in there to kill them all? And it's, it just turns out that it's the captain that's gone berserk. And, you know, he, he kind of just stands there getting burnt by the sun. And then he comes off as this like, creature thing it, it's it i don't know it's got a weird spin on the end but kinda, everything that leads up to that point i really enjoyed kind of shifts genres doesn't it I think yeah that's a bit like almost guys to turn it's like a horror film near the end with the yeah crispy bit i guy. love the the ambiguity of it and then when it's revealed it's like ah oh, it's a bit disappointing but i loved everything else about it but yeah that's that's all i've got cool good stuff good stuff so that wraps up, I guess, this episode of Top 5 Films in Space slash Spaceship slash Alien World slash um, Libraries Behind the Spiritual Realm. <laughs> slash Farms. <laughs> should, should I say a quota for, for how much of the film takes place on Earth? It doesn't count. <laughs> it still counts because about 75% of it still is set, you know, travelling between like stars so it's it's all good ben, when you've got a film that long you know <laughs> a large portion of it will be in space and especially when you're looking for as much boring spectacular and as, dragged out scenes especially you when you consider titles in a stellar so i think it definitely ticks that box <laughs> yeah but it could be like into a stellar and it's about <laughs> dude opening a 24 pack of stellars he's just getting absolutely blinder <laughs> into the stellars <laughs> uh, anyway got the whole thing with that but you know that wraps up this episode and it's um next week we're back round to meet amigos picks and uh fran it's your pick again somehow i don't know how. yes right you let everybody know what you've picked and don't change it like you do everything at last minute yes i'm gonna leave it open-ended so i can choose something else last minute it is cut it here sam Oh, you want me to be like, all right, so we're gonna yeah. we're watching The Departed. My film. Oh, Amanda, you know the speed. I forgot you changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man, keep up with the chat. <laughs> it was originally like Speed or Training Day. I like, no, I like both no, these films. Yeah, no, Daddy's like, I, I, I'm well, gonna pick a film I haven't seen in I ages. Wild card. I'm also thinking. Da, da, da. <laughs> the first one was was a hint that it was gonna be something featuring, you know, him. And I thought, yep, yeah, the departed. I thought you'd have just got it. But anyway. So Keanu Reeves to the departed. No, but the, the gif earlier in the chat, it, it hinted. <laughs> you guys missed it, but either way, I've not seen Departed no, I, I, I did ever. See so um, I'm looking forward to this. I don't know. Has anyone seen it recently? No. I hope no, nobody has. Not it's it's, it's going to be a fresh watch. So yeah, we've got that coming next week. So stay tuned. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Films with Amigos, Facebook, Films with Amigos, Twitter, Films Amigos, all the usual places. You can email us at filmswithamigos at gmail.com if you too also believe Interstellar is trash. If you think it's great, don't email us. We don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I put a survey on, on Instagram or something and we'll, we'll get the real votes in. 
look forward to seeing Fran sell that Instagram poll. Is Instasella great? And then seeing Fran using his personal account to like it and be like, yeah, Instasella's great. One vote from Fran. <laughs> Two votes from Fred and George the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dan. And Dan, Dan down, finally yeah. signs yeah, into his Instagram yeah. account to give it a like because he knows he's on that same, same wavelength because he's enjoyed it too. <laughs> he loves it. All right, let's let's have some mercy and end this episode. That's a, a goodbye from me. See you next time. Ta-ra for me. Adios. <laughs>